Welcome back to Affiliated Listeners. It is I, Thomas McMahon. We've kicked Kyle K out of the studio for a while now. He just loved us for Copy Accelerator this week. And I'm joined by the only other guy I think in the industry who's not in Dubai um, for Affiliate World at the moment, Shmuel Hirschberg of Shine Media. So if you know of him, you're going to love this podcast. If you don't, you're going to love it even more because he is a genius when it comes to marketing, email, Google, conversions, all the sexy stuff we're going to dive into. How you doing, man? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I really appreciate yeah. it. And yeah. Thank, thanks for staying home from Dubai. You know, it's. Uh, I stayed home specifically for this. I was like, sorry, I can't go. We've got a podcast scheduled. I got to be in town for it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, that's a big trip. It's closer for you, right? You're out in the Mediterranean area, you said? Yeah. It's like a three hour flight. So a lot of people also from Israel are out there now. And nice. yeah social media is, you know, it just keeps dinging. Everyone's popping up with their pictures from Dubai and stuff. So a little oh. FOMO, but you know, one day I'll get Yeah, a little there. bit. It's getting easier. You know, with kids and stuff, you got to stay home sometimes and kind of take care of the fam because I was surprised to see you out in uh, Vegas recently. Yeah. So that was, oh, that, that was a trip. big trip for me. Yeah. That was, that was around halfway around the world almost. Uh, yeah, for Affiliate Summit. No, it was great to catch up there a bit. Oh, it was great. Yeah. Yeah. And you guys put on such, such an awesome show like this. So, um, yeah, big plug. Oh, yeah. For that Raiders that stadium was that cool. Was, Man. That was really good. Yeah. Uh, more, more than just good. That was, that was like awesome. Yeah. That was like a pretty, pretty awesome highlight. Yeah. For, for, for me. The, it, oh yeah. I was going to ask, are you going to any other shows this year? Uh, no, for, for me, like at the ClickBank show at the, the, uh, the, the stadium was, you know, got into the locker room and stuff on the tour and stuff. And I remember I was sitting down and someone took a picture of me on, on you know, in the, in, in someone's locker, I forgot which player it was. And, and then like right afterwards, like the tour guides like, please don't sit down in anyone's locker. And <laughs> I remember I like went up to a tour guide. I'm like, I'm sorry. I, I sat down already before you made that announcement. She was like, Oh no, don't worry. Don't worry. So it's okay. So. <laughs> I know, like I like that the players rope the ones that like actually leave the gear there. They actually had those roped off so you couldn't mess with their stuff. And yes, it was yeah, cool to be in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's really it was really cool. Yeah, yeah. So kudos <laughs> kudos to you guys for pulling that off. That was really epic. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I'll take all the credit for that. No, it was our awesome events team with Brett and the vet over there. So mm -hmm. they really, yeah. I know they're they're leveling up a little too much. We're gonna have to kind of set expectations a little lower for people for future ones. No, <laughs> it was good. yeah, yeah. I mean the bar the bar is uh, pretty high. It yeah. is. It is. Yeah. Are you going to be coming to like Platinum Summit or coming out for any of the other big shows in the states or anywhere else? I, 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 the truth is I don't have anything on, on, on the mm -hmm. calendar just yet, but, you know, we'll, we'll see how the year goes by and, um, you know, we'll make plans, uh, you know, on a need, on a need, need for basis. So I'm always, no, I like it. <laughs> yeah, no, it's always, I, yeah. I'm trying to travel a little more tactically myself too. So it's always good to kind of see everybody, but take care of the fam at home too and everything like that. But I'd love to, I was curious, like you've been in the space for how long now in the kind of the direct response world if you will i'm coming up on 10 years now so i uh okay. kind of got into it uh, i was i was in the online uh online marketing space for a little bit longer than that but in terms of the direct to direct to consumer response type of e uh, marketing that's been like uh 10 years now uh, i started um way back with uh Kendago, for those who don't know mm -hmm. they're also uh, you know one of the one of the big premium agencies here in israel um, a little history back, back, you know, back then they didn't, they didn't go by Kendago. They just went by B2C media solutions. 
So, um, yeah, so I was working for them, doing their email marketing. Uh, yeah, so that's really where when I when I got into the ClickBank ecosystem, and it's 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 really been a marvelous journey ever since. Oh, awesome! Because yeah, you went to was it Trim Down Club after that? Yeah, so that was uh, B 2 C's. That was kind of like their in-house brand. And oh, so, that's right. Gosh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was across the two. Yeah, yeah. So oh. yes, yeah. So they're they're pretty much intertwined. Trim Down Club and and Kinda. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, yes, yeah, so I was I was uh, that's that was my first job with with them. You know, running running their email marketing department and uh, doing doing biz dev, reaching out to affiliates, finding new affiliates for them, and yeah, it was it was, it was a lot of fun. Nice. How you, how did you had email experience before that? Was it kind of you just dove in with them to figure out the email piece? No, I actually I actually had email marketing experience before mm -hmm. that. Uh, so my previous job, yeah, before that, I, I was I was you know way way back way back if we go to the origin story of of Shmuel Hirschberg. So you know, born and bred in New York, and uh, then I moved over to Israel, like like you know when as an adult, uh, and then I I studied journalism. Uh, so with uh, my communications background, I kind of got into the, that's how I kind of got into the field of marketing and communications. And then, you know, I also a little tech savvy. So, um, so that's how I kind of, you know, the company was like, they were looking for someone to take up, take their email marketing up a notch. And, and they kind of turned to me and said like, Hey, you got the uh, skills, you know, to make sure that, you know, an email is going to go out and everything's going to be, you know, grammatically correct and communications can be, you know, we're going to get the right message over. You think you could also do the tech part of it? And yeah, I was like, yeah, let, let's give it a go. And, you know, I like that. And so that's how I got to uh, B, B2C Media Solutions from there. So I, I already had some experience in the email marketing. Nice. Experience. You've been doing email almost your whole career then and for quite a while. Yeah. Yeah. So e email. Yeah, over 10 years doing emails, I worked with like numerous systems, like, uh, you know, way back, way back when, like it was called exact target and then, and then, uh, Salesforce bought them. So Salesforce marketing cloud, uh, okay. uh, you know, you know, they're, they're like one of the big ones. You, you have companies like MailChimp and active campaign and, you know, uh, a bunch of, bunch of systems that, that I've had, had the pleasure to have exposure to. So it's, 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 it's it's really nice, you know, to, to, to have a whole understanding of how these systems work because, you know, then, you know, I was, I was just on a call with a, with a client coming up and they're actually working with a, a system that I never heard of, but they kind of just gave me the walkthrough of that system. And, you know, it's just different flavor of ice cream, you know? Oh, sure. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> I was gonna, like when you're working with a new client or something and diving into their email piece of it, what are some of like the, the first things you're looking at with their email when you're looking at trying to help them grow. Yeah. So the first thing I'll, I'll always do is I'll always sign up and, and, you know, I always tell like the client, you know, here, here's actually a cool, cool, cool hack for Gmail. Every, everyone has like a Gmail address. So like, you know, you know, you have your email address, so you might be Thomas McMahon at, at, at Gmail. Right. Um, you know, if he is, everyone starts spamming him right now. Uh, I, I was going to say, unfortunately not, <laughs> but yes, someone's sitting on that one, but it's close. So, yeah. Someone is sitting on that one, yeah. but you know, if, 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 if you take your, your username and then add a plus, uh, and then you can add whatever you want at gmail.com. So Gmail, uh, you know, uses that as, 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 as one e email. So you don't need to keep signing up for multiple email addresses to get on someone's list. You could just use that. And then you pretty much 
see their funnel um, in real time. So obviously, you know, you, I'm not, you, you can't hack into their, their system, but as an email marketing hack, you could hack, you know, you could, you could get a, 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 a flavor for what people are doing by doing this, you know, and I, I like to use like the dates. So, um, you know, just going from largest to smallest 20. So today would be, let's say like, you know, 2023, you know, and then say, you know, dot, you know, the name of the system that you're testing, the funnel that you're testing and then sign up. Uh, and then you'll kind of, you know, you know, you'll be able to easily find it in, in, in your Gmail. Uh, so that's the first thing that I do is, is, is really kind of get like, like, uh, uh, what's the customer experience? What's people that are signing up, people that are signing up as free members, people that are signing up as paid members, what are they, what are they getting? That's what I like to do always, uh, just from a user perspective. And then from, uh, from, from a marketing perspective, I always like to kind of dive in and just get an understanding for, for the big numbers. Now, obviously when it comes to email and all, any direct response, you know, it's always that bottom line. People are always looking for, you know, the PPM or the RPM, revenue per mill or profit per mill, whatever you want to call it in, 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 the, in the email marketing space, right? Or, uh, you know, the ROAS and, you know, in, in, in your advertising. So people are always looking at, for that bottom line number, you know, is it profitable or not? But obviously there are, you know, there are all these touch points along the way. Uh, so you want to just get kind of get an, a good understanding of, their metrics, uh, and then and then and then improve on it. You know, I've written extensively on this. It's it's kind of like running a marathon. So, you know, for anyone that's run a marathon out there, I have not. Full disclaimer: I have not run a marathon. You know, Tom, you might Street, be yeah biking up a new mountain, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, <laughs> so we were talking, you know, before before the show about like you know yeah. the activities I do like mountain biking and stuff like that. But yeah, so what. You know, so let's 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 scrap that marathon analogy and, and talk about Shmuel Hirschberg riding his his mountain bike. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. So I would never compare myself to like you know a world class athlete when it comes to biking because I'm not. You know, uh, so it's always also important for like when you're looking at marketing stats and stuff like that. You know, like whatever people are writing online and stuff, that's that's great. You know, and and I'm really happy for everyone that's getting you know amazing results out there and stuff. But uh, I wouldn't use that as as my yardstick. I, I would use what. Oh, you can talk about other, like what's a good yeah. open rate or good delivery yeah. rate or good yeah, click through exactly. rate and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. You know, and, and especially when it comes to open rates with Apple's privacy, where you don't really get a full. Uh, handle on it but even before then you know it was always like you know you want to get an open rate you want to get like a 70 percent open rate you know just send it to your your 50 most active people you know and you know you'll get a 70 percent open rate so so a lot of this stuff is not like you know you know it's not you know i wouldn't i wouldn't advise it you know you would have to you, you have to be smart about it so one of the ways you're, you you get smart about it is 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 you build yourself a benchmark about what that company, what your company is actually doing, and then you can improve on that. Uh, and that's, so that's your baseline. So that's, you know, kind of the two things I like to do, like, you know, when I, when I, when I would start, you know, working with a company and stuff like that. And no, it makes a lot of sense. Cause yeah, it's like the, what we're going back to going to road biking now, I guess what it was that British team when the 1% better every day mantra they followed. Right. And then led them to winning a, or I think they're like the worst performing team in Olympic history. And they went to winning a gold medal in eight years or yeah. less than that potentially, right? And they just, yeah, what's the baseline and how do we improve a little bit every day on that? 
um, and it gets to massive results fairly quickly. <laughs> so exactly, exactly. Yeah. You, you also see these like, uh, you know, these, 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 these um, I don't know if they're called memes or whatever, or cartoons of, of people doing, you know, getting it, getting into a rhythm and stuff. And at first, you know, you see the person trying to push like a square object up a hill and stuff, you know, and it's like, you can't do it. And then, and then all of a sudden the, the, the corners get like a little bit, you know, smoothed out and then you know if you keep doing it like you know a year later the guy's just like pushing a ball and it's just very simple so that's <laughs> getting, yeah. getting out of sisyphus right you're just trying to make it work with i, I, I like that you mentioned the user perspective piece because i find a lot of times like the clients we work with right it's they can almost be too close to their funnel and they're looking at very specific pieces of it where it's a, it's a headline here or it's an upsell here and they forget to look at the whole picture sometimes like, and that, that, and that, that customer flow that you're talking about. And then they go, why is X happening here? And if you take a pause and step back as a consumer and look at it as someone fresh going through it, you'll sometimes find pretty quickly. It's like, well, this is really odd here. Like this doesn't make sense there. Like this is really disjointed. Like I'm surprised I'm on this page now. Like I can see why they're clicking off or refunding, right? Or something bad's happening in XYZ step. Like you said, in the email journey, for sure. Like there's, I'm sure there's all kinds of stuff you come across when you sign up. It's like, do you realize you're sending this on day two? Like, no, <laughs> right? Yeah, totally. Yeah. That's been. I think like a new person, a new person in a company could always give you the most valuable information, and 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 after that, it's got to be your customer success team. You know, the call center, the people that are actually answering the customer emails. They're the go-to people. They're probably the most important people in the whole company uh yeah. they'll they'll tell you they'll tell you you know what are the pain points what are people complaining about what are people you know what do people want more of yeah where those big yeah exactly the pro side too right what's going really well but on the email side when you're you know when you've signed up for their list and kind of getting an idea of their baselines and things like that is there common mistakes that you see brands making now as they're trying to monetize or as they're trying to cultivate that email list common mistakes uh yeah so probably just like not not siloing different isps so oh, okay uh, go into know, that a bit just, yeah. yeah just you know people people let's let's say you know let's just throw out a benchmark number 20 percent. you know 20 percent open rate right mm -hmm. um so you have 20 percent open rate and you think like oh wow everything's fine right the only thing is is that you know, we could talk about, you know, we could change it to click rates and stuff if people want to say, well, that's not really 20%, you know. All right, so let's let's talk about click rates, whatever your click rates are, whatever whatever the number that you're analyzing is, you want, you want to be doing it by ISPs because at the end of the day, you could be having an issue, you know, with, let's say, Hotmail. And yes, people still use Hotmail or Yahoo, uh, and, and you might not realize, even though they're a significant part of your list, because let's say probably like, you know, Gmail or iCloud, right? They're, they're the big, you know, they're your biggest users, right? So it's probably Gmail. Gmail could probably be anywhere up to 60% of someone's, someone's wow, list. Gosh. Yeah. So with all that, you know, kind of power that Gmail might have and the weight that they're putting on your system, right? You, you might not realize what a 10%, you know, of, let's say your list that's going to Hotmail is, is, is getting, 
So um, you could be having a huge issue with Hotmail. Like all those emails could be going to spam. And if you're not siloing, if you're not looking at each, you know, uh, major ISP that's on your list, and, you know, we could talk about like going into it and actually analyzing your list. Um, it's, 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 you know, you, you're going to miss out on a lot of stuff. Can do all the major like ESPs, the email service providers, do all of those let you do that and go down into there, like on the ISP level? Yeah. So, so here, here's the thing with, with ISPs, I think like, and I, I'm sorry, with ESPs, email service, service providers mm -hmm. and stuff. Like I, I think the sales people for these companies, they will sell you the world and they'll tell you that, oh, we have the best reporting and everything like that. But, you know, when it comes down to the nuts and the bolts of it, everyone works differently. You know, no, no, no one's, no one's the same. And, you know, your use case may never, have, no one ever may, no one may have even thought of that use case at this ESP. So all of a sudden you're expecting them to have a report that's going to make sense for you. So it's very important to be able to download the data. I think, I think, you know, if anyone's looking at a new email service provider, um, you know, I think that's probably the most important report that you can get is, is just having the ability to, to download data, download your, your, your sends download, you know, obviously you gotta be able to look at your contacts and stuff like that. Uh, and then you got to use Excel, you got to use Excel or Google sheets or whatever, whatever spreadsheet software you, you're using and really, really do the heavy lifting there with like pivot tables and, and obviously charts and stuff. If you're doing oh man, you're saying a lot of words that scare me, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that, that, that's, you know, that, that, that's how I would do it. You know, like, you know, for one of my clients, I did this and I didn't, I didn't even, you know, really go into the email system to see kind of like what the breakdown was. I kind of had like an idea. They did have it in their reports, but the actual way that I actually um, did this for them was I actually kind of just downloaded like a big broadcast sent to actually see who who got the email because you know a lot a lot of systems have moved over to kind of like the contact you know you pay per contact pay per active mm -hmm. contact that you have on your list so a lot of a lot of people in their email marketing system they'll see like a, a bloated number of total contacts. Now it doesn't mean that they're all eligible to be, uh, get your emails because a lot of them may have unsubscribed. Some of them could have bounced. So what you want to make sure is to be doing is to be looking at the actual people that are getting your emails, the people that you're delivering emails to. So if you go into like, let's say the biggest broadcast send that you most recently sent, and then you just, you know, just export that list of people that got the email you could parse gotcha. out the isp from there and then throw that into a pivot table and then from there you'll you'll see so obviously you'll see gmail and you'll see yahoo uh and you know if you're working with let's say you know outside the us you know if you have a big list in the uk if you have a big list in australia and stuff you might see some isps that you never heard of uh but they're they could be very valuable to you obviously don't go down to um you know the the vanity isps you know people that have let's oh, say yeah. like you know like shine media like that you're you know you, you don't even need to focus on that but but if if anything's like i don't know i don't know i wouldn't say let's say five percent 
you know, if, if, if you don't, you don't want to make something, it's kind of like a gut call any, anywhere, any, anywhere, anywhere between it's probably the Pareto principle, right? You're going to get the biggest lifts by finding the bigger chunks of your list and then yeah. removing those versus yeah. the 3%. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So if you have, let's say five segments, let's say you have your Gmail and you, you have, let's say you, you lump all the small ones together and then you take the three, you know, the two, three, and four, your biggest uh isps that you have and then you make a list and then you send directly each you send an email the same email you send it to those lists then you can kind of get like a baseline of, of of where you stand with them and the difference can be night and day so I'll, I'll be honest with you like lots of times i see subject lines being split tested and i don't know maybe i just write kick-ass subject lines and they all do well um but i don't sure i don't do, <laughs> But I don't see like night and day type of of of, uh, of changes from from a subject line. I'll see, I'll see a little lift, and obviously that's good. But the night and day stuff happens like when you send, let's say, you know, to this ISP versus that ISP, uh, and there you could sometimes see. It. And so I'm a little lost. So, okay, if you're doing this and you're identifying that, okay, I've got X percent of my list on Gmail and Y, y percent on Yahoo and all that. And you see that one is underperforming or not getting delivered to like, what's the fix there? Are you going in then and just trying to figure out why things are going to spam for hotmail, for example, are you just like, are you just trying to pull back the nuts and bolts and then figure out what the root problem is there? Like, Yeah. So you want to also like another thing that I've seen. So people have written about like the, who the from name is like, you know, people see the subject line, people see the from name in the email. Another big component of, 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 the email and how it's going to inbox or if it's going to inbox if it's going to go to spam or, or, or not uh is the actual from email address so a lot of times people would send let's say from support at so and so right so that's not the only sender email that you could send from you could send from you know info at so and so you could send from your customer rep at so and so and those also make a dramatic difference from what i've seen so that's that's what i would recommend you know, kind of let's say, okay, so you see you have a problem with, I don't know, you have a problem with Yahoo, right? Okay, so send your, an email to Yahoo, split test it with a few different variations. You know, you could try split testing subject lines, go for it. You could try split testing the from name as well, go for it. Um, and that could also show some good improvements. Uh, but then I think the from email address the sender from email address is also so important obviously you know you can't just send from you know some fictitious emails you got to go through the you know the spf and the dkm and 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 all that to make sure it's a legitimate sender but if you're using you know your 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 um your your domain or your subdomain you make a new subdomain to send from you, you, there, there are ways to do this that you can kind of get some traction and see 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 better results I love this. So if I, I'm going to ask you a question, you'll probably hate because um, they're hard to answer, but <laughs> I'm going to do it anyway. Um, if someone's got a robust enough list and they take efforts to do this and they haven't maintained it before, they've just been built a list, they've been sending, they've been split testing subject lines, focusing on the marketing piece, not so much the tech and the back end piece of it. What kind of results can they typically expect to get from their current list after they start optimizing some of this stuff? Oh, it's totally, what it, it's gotta be like 50%, right? No, <laughs> <laughs> um, hold on. Let me just put my thumb out. What does the wind say? Um, 
Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's a good question. It's, it's, it, you know, I, I'll answer it like this. The, the best thing that, could po- that, 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 that can possibly happen by doing a test like this is that you come back and everything is just baseline and everything's good. Right. And that's mm-hmm. like, all right, just continue, go on. You know, you don't, you don't have any issues, right? Go on, you know. You, sure, I guess I get my car checked up even when it's not broken, right? Yeah, exactly. Sure it doesn't get broken. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's a great yeah. analogy, right? Mm-hmm. You got to get your, you know, you got, you got to go, you got to do all these checks periodically. Of course, I'm not advocating to do this every day. You know, this is this is this is a periodic type of checkup that you want you want to be doing. Uh, is there is there like a list size you find that's like once you get to X list size, whether it's leads or customers, that you should probably definitely do this if you haven't already? Well, e- email is definitely a volume game, right? Especially yeah. when it, you know you're trying to make conversions and stuff in in, in our space. It's 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 a volume game. Um, at least if it if it's going to be statistically relevant, right? So. Yeah, I, I would say, you know, probably probably like when you have a list, let's say like probably 25 to 50,000, you should already start to be okay. thinking about this. Yeah, mm-hmm. kind of growing up a little bit in your operations for how you're managing that list. And yeah, because it makes, yeah. I mean, we fo- it's so hard to acquire a customer, right? And once you have even a lead and once you have them, so many people focus on the next customer versus are you really optimizing experience for your current customers? And if they're not even getting your emails, then of course you're not optimizing that and you could be improving that. So I think that's a big, you can raise your floor quite a bit, right? Yeah, and absolutely. raising the floor in a business is never a, quite as sexy as raising the ceiling, but it mm-hmm. makes your down days a lot higher, <laughs> right? And if you can do that, you're a lot more stable and your year over your revenue grows quite a bit as you keep improving that baseline. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, the more the more eyeballs that see your emails, the better you'll do. Uh, and yes, it's about getting that getting those people in and make sure the emails are being delivered. So it, it's a, it's an eye opening thing, I have to say, like, because like, you know, you, you could be doing this. And, and like I said earlier, you, you might have a problem, but you wouldn't even sense it because because certain parts of your list could be inboxing and doing really, really well. Um, you know, yeah, no, I, I imagine Gmail, right. If things are going well with Gmail, it might hide some faults, right. Um, yeah, it might hide yeah. a lot of sins as my dad would yeah. say. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I wrote, I wrote an article about it. I forgot the exact numbers and stuff, but I, I kind of like have, have, um, um, you know, just a table just with basic numbers and, and which kind of just like, just maps us out in very, very simple terms that's, you know, could be digested very simple. So, you know, maybe if somebody wants to look at that, we could put that in the show notes or something like that. Yeah. And if you can shoot me the link, we'll get it in the show notes. Is it on your site? Yeah, it's on my site. It's on my site. Let's, let's yeah. look at a good time to plug that because let's talk a little bit because it sounds like you're doing consulting now. You're kind of doing some marketing consulting. Um, where can people find you? And we'll go into some other, for, I've got some other questions for you if you've got time, but I'd love for people to figure out where they can find more about you. And if they want you to take a look at their email and figure out what's going wrong there, where they can get to know you. Yeah, absolutely. So you can find me at Shine Media, S-H-Y-N media.com. You can find me on LinkedIn, uh, Shmuel H., uh, Facebook, I'm on Facebook as well. Kind, of, I try to be active in the uh, direct response marketing group, so I don't get that axe. 
Uh, did, you, did you survive this last round? D went pretty uh, hard on it. <laughs> I know, I know. Yeah, I, I saw some people that got reinstated, and I was like, really? That person got... We yeah. went from yeah, we went from 806 members to like 320. <laughs> so <laughs> she took an axe to it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. But nice, so... Okay. So, so what's the, okay, so, so shine me to S H Y N media.com. What's, what's the story around shine there with that spelling? There's gotta be something there. Yeah. So we always talk about every, every call, every meeting I get on people are like, oh, okay. So how do you pronounce your name? Um, is it Shmuel? Is it Schmal? Is it, you know, all, all these yeah. variations and stuff. So of course I was thinking, you know, like, all right, if I'm going to make, you know, go out and be a consultant, I don't want to have, that's going to be like, you know, the, the definition like all right this is this is this is the guy i can't pronounce his name and stuff like that so so i've got four kids and you know just one day i was just thinking i'm like oh you know like uh if i take the acronyms of their first names and stuff i come up with uh shine uh yeah it's spelled a little bit differently s-h-y-n you know um but that's that's the origin of that story so oh, awesome. yeah i love that yeah, yeah. <laughs> thanks yeah you know kids so focused awesome. every time i see it every time i see my website you know Got, I got, I got, got my eye on the prize, you know? Oh, that's great. So, and then, yeah. And if it becomes an app, it's very trendy. You get a spell shine a different way and you get a whole thing there. So it's very, yeah, it's very 2020. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's that, there's that clothing company. I don't know. They're very popular in Israel. They spell, I think it's pronounced she in or something like that. And it's like very, I don't know if they're in the U S but they're very popular in Israel. Uh, and I, they, they probably, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to bow to them and they probably started before I started, but like, I didn't we'll get a season soon from them, but no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I just didn't hear about it. And, all right. You know, we, we oh, could nice. coexist, right? You know? Yeah. I think there's enough room. Yeah. You just start doing their marketing for them and then, yeah, you'll just be a sister company to them. But... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you'll, you'll get an affiliate cut for that. Right. There you go. Yeah, I'll make it happen. You, yeah. yeah. We made it happen. <laughs> You, uh, you heard it so, here. <laughs> that's, a, that's a biz dev in me. I can't stop. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, so email is obviously a big part of your background, but I imagine that's not all you do if you're coming on to work with somebody. What what's the other main avenue that you're working with people? Yeah. So so I, before I went, uh, you know, the consultant route, I was working for a company. I was I was the head of the marketing department, so I had exposure to a, a lot of. Um, every as, a, a, aspect of, of the marketing, uh, you know, inclu including, uh, including uh, media, media spend and, and media buying. So, um, so I, you know, I got into that world. And then since then, I've also, you know, working with some clients, doing my own affiliate stuff as well in that space, focusing uh, primarily on Google ads, uh, everything related to Google search, uh, YouTube, Performance Max, and stuff like that um yeah so that's also an interesting an interesting um an interesting play because you know it's 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 you know kind of like the, the prequel to the email because you know emails is when they signed up and stuff and this is all about the acquisition so it's uh yeah so it's so it's also very exciting stuff there on the i, fi I find right in my space well, ClickBank, right? Like a lot of the clients rely almost sometimes hundred percent on affiliates to drive that traffic and they're not touching, you know, their own spend on any of those platforms you're mentioning. Maybe some are starting to that sort of thing. I'm curious if 
you're looking at a brand like that and a listener like that right now who wants to dive into controlling more of their own media, what would be some advice you have for them? I think that um, you need to make sure that you have some good upsell funnels and stuff because the cost of traffic, like you said before, it's, it's expensive to acquire a customer. So if you're going to acquire a customer uh, and not have a good upsell funnel where you can increase your AOV, your average order value, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be a losing battle because you're, you know, your day one revenue, you're, you're not even going to break even. And right. I think, I think typically that's what, that that's the goal is, 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 is to turn a profit on day one. You know, you don't want to be in the hole. Um, so that's, that's really, that's really the, um, really keys to make sure that you have the average order value. You have the upsell funnel that's in place. Uh, and, and also, you know, people are buying it, you know, like, you know, you, you send tra traffic, you know, affiliates have sent traffic from email and stuff. How did that do, you know, is the funnel converting because that's super important is to make sure that, you know, you know, you're going to open up your wallet, right. And you're going to start spending money on it. You want to make sure that the funnel actually converts. Uh, so that's really, that's really key. Uh, and then I would also say it's like, you know, like. It also depends like kind of like what your business model is. If you have your own company and you're, let's say selling supplements or something like that, and you could have a, a, a long runway for lifetime value. So you could have a little bit more flexibility, but if, if, if you're going to be kind of like, let's say like a lifestyle brand or, um, you know, subscription where it might run out for a little bit, you really have to be on top of what those, what those numbers are going to be. Um, and understand that so you can understand like what your spend needs to be. And again, like going back to that analogy of, you know, running, you know, running or mountain biking, whatever it is, you're really in this competition by yourself, you know? Um, so, mm. you know, so some people might, might, might say like, oh, I'm willing to spend, you know, X on, you know, a customer. And then other people might be like, well, I'll spend two X, you know, because my uh, average order value is, is, you know, is so much higher than yours. So. You got to know your numbers. Yep. No, that's huge there. Cause yeah, things can get sideways without even realizing it in a hurry. If you're outspending what is coming in or overshooting what your run rate really is for your cash flow on the, with all the shakeups that have happened in the last two years, right? Especially when we look at like Facebook and how much harder it's been to spend there um, for some brands and kind of stay profitable there with the tracking impacts and stuff. What have you seen? on the paid side that you're excited about kind of today, like you're like, Oh man, people should really keep an eye on this or kind of really rethink about looking at X. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I'll, I'll be honest, like in terms of the paid side, in terms of Facebook, I, I have much less experience. Obviously I hear mm -hmm. things on the side, but I'm not going to come out and say like, Oh, I'm oh sure. I mean, kind of off Facebook, Facebook. Yeah. like what, what yeah. else is happening that you're like, Oh man, you should take another look at this. This is, there's a party over here. <laughs> yeah. So there's definitely a party over here. So I think, um, I, th I think YouTube advertising is, is really exciting for me. I think uh, Pmax Performance Max on Google is also turning a corner. Um, you know, at first, you know, at first I was kind of like of the opinion that like Pmax is just like Google's power grab to put everything like in a, in, 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 in a black box. So you don't see kind of like, you know, and um, because basically essentially for those that don't know, Performance Max is like you give Google your search terms uh, I'm sorry, not, you don't even give them search terms. You, you just give them your headlines and descriptions. You throw in some, some, uh, um, 
uh, images, you throw in some videos, uh, you toss it all together and say, here you go, Google, take, you know, take. <laughs> <laughs> and Google does whatever it wants with it. And you have, you really don't know, like, okay, fine. You see some conversions and performance facts, but you don't really understand how that is, you know, how that, how that, how that, you know, conversion happened. Did, was it through a video? Was it through, a, you know, the GDN, the display network search? Uh, was it a Gmail ad? You know, you, you don't really know. And as, as, and as an advertiser, I think that, you know, that irked me a little bit. It, it could be very frustrating to not know that, but. Just a soupy mix of data. Yeah. Really... <laughs> yeah. But then at the bottom, at the bottom, then you have the bottom line stuff. So you, you kind of see what your overall click through rates are. You see what your overall um, conversions are. And, you, you know, you, and, and I think that's turning a corner and stuff. And I think their product, it's evolving as well. Um, and if, if, if Google's putting money into it, I think, you know, you got to understand that it's, it's going to be around and it's, it's going to be uh, a big part of their arsenal. So I think it's, it's good to be an early adopter in that game for the performance max stuff. Yeah. Performance max, exactly. I, I've yeah. been aware of it. I haven't, I, ha I haven't gone deep into it yet. It's one of those things I'm like, that looks cool. I don't understand it. Someone will tell me about it eventually. So maybe that's you, but yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, yeah. So there are a few ways to do it. Like, like people that have like full e-commerce sites, and I think this might be a little bit less relevant for, for our ecosystem. You know, they, you could just have it as a setting, like where it takes every link and, and it's even doing that, like where it's, you say like, okay, oh, my, site, page almost, yeah, like, my site shine mm -hmm. media. And then it's going to be like, okay, great. We're going to, not only are you giving us the best, you know, the, 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 the headlines, and the descriptions and the images, you're also giving us your site's URLs and we're gonna direct the traffic. So that's that could be a huge pitfall for someone. So you need to make sure that you go into the settings and actually say, I'm gonna, I'm gonna show you which URL to send to. Um, and I think I just read recently that there that there are making some changes to that. So you could actually choose some more assets. So it doesn't have to be like one um, you know, one, 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 one element is going to one gotcha. one page but in our world i think that's how that's i think that's how people need to be operating um and if someone's listening to this and and knows of a different way reach out to me because I, I i would love to learn more about it as well uh but one of the things that i that i have been doing was is um putting in utm codes on these pages because you know you'll have let's say 20 um assets in it and if you don't if, if you just have them all linked with the same you know naming convention you won't even be able to know which which ones are getting the traffic so obviously you know within there the display and the videos and stuff you don't have a, a good handle on right but let's let's just you know zoom out a little bit and say like okay if i have 20 different assets which include all of those sections right right you kind of want to know like what's google favoring um and obviously google's favoring because of their algorithm and stuff like that and then you know is it converting and then you can kind of see you know you, you could break it down so let's say you know if, if we break down you know i don't know if, we, if, if if you know we talk about let's say different i don't know um you know we talk about let's say smartphones we talk about computers right we talk about different electronic type of things as different assets right and we give them, you know, so asset one, let's say is your smartphone. Asset two would be, uh, you know, images and videos related to your computer. Asset three will be, you know, your 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 headphones and your, right? So if you, if you give them different UTM trackings and stuff like that, 
then you'll be able to see in Google Analytics, you'll see, be able to see in Google Ads, you'll see, you know, you'll see it in ClickBank. You could see like how how the how the conversions happened, um, and that gotcha, kind so of gives you a handle. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So then you might see like, okay, um, you know, I'm doing really well with let's say like smartphones, and you know, so that's you know, oh, that's interesting. You know, I didn't think I would be so profitable there. I didn't think I would get so much traffic. I didn't think it would resonate with with the audience. Hmm. That's you know. Maybe that's, and then are you that's just, the next. then do you feed Performance Max just more assets that it can start layering into its soupy split testing? Yeah, yeah, excellent. Okay. Yeah, I mean that's an excellent question, and, and yeah, I mean the answer is, and the answer would be, I think, for everything is is, is really yes. You know, like you know, like sales sales people, uh, you know, it, there's the expression ABC always be closing. You know, you gotta always be closing your deals and stuff like that. And I think when it comes to digital marketers and stuff, it's gotta be ABT. It's always be testing. You know, there's no <laughs> there's no test. You know, if it's if it's if it came from your head right you know as a digital marketer we're smart enough to, to to know like okay this will be probably a good test we should test this out right it should be tested right and um you know so that's 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 super important um and feeding feeding google and 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 whatever um you know advertising platform with more and more creatives and stuff is very important i think well, th thanks for the breakdown there, because it's it's funny. It's very similar when I talk with all the big scaled Facebook buyers, for example. That's essentially what they're trying to do manually. They're trying to feed Facebook when they have the budget for it, a bunch of images, a bunch of headlines, a bunch of creatives, and they let Facebook figure it out. <laughs> they're basically like, here's the plethora of things I've thought of that might resonate. And yeah. here's 10 grand. Go to a super wide audience and you're going to tell me what works. I'm not going to guess. And then I'll cut out 80% of it and then split test the 20% eight times over again. And they just keep doing that until they have a winner. So it's, it sounds like you're just letting Google do that, which man, that's yeah. a stupid company. So <laughs> they should be able to figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think I, it was, at, it was, it was in Vegas last month. Like when uh, I forgot who, 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 who was speaking, but he said um, something along the lines of um, target wide speak, mm -hmm. speak narrow. You know, yes. And yeah, you let your creative do the segmenting essentially, right? Instead of trying to tell Facebook, I want to talk to this type of person, you know, no, just show it that they know who that person, who's going to resonate with that image because they've got all the AI stuff too, I'm sure. And <laughs> so their algorithm is going to feed it. And then based on engagement and pauses and clicks, it's going to go, oh, she keeps showing it more people like that. So yeah. you go really wide. It sounds like that's what Google's doing just essentially for you. It sounds like the thing there, they're rolling out a little more customization mm -hmm. uh, versus just being super big. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like and, and of course, and of course, you know, you have your, your general demographics and, you know, your geos and stuff. You obviously want to make sure that you're targeting in the right languages and the right countries that you're operating in the right, you know, um, yeah, here, here's something that, that like I, to I told the client recently was like, okay, when it comes to search, like I'm of the opinion, like, we search is kind of like a reactive type of 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 of, uh, of of a vehicle where you have someone somewhere wherever they are they type into their their browser you know tell me how to do this and you know how can i fix this problem so on and so forth right and that's kind of reactive and if someone's actually looking for that i want to speak to them right uh but then you have let's say um you know so, uh, so hold on one second let me just unpack that a little bit more so you have someone searching for it. So we want to let 
the audience be really broad, right? We, you know, if, if we have a product that we think is 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 for um, you know a certain demographic, right? We're not gonna we're not gonna like isolate and, and and exclude people that aren't in that demographic from search because someone you know may be searching for something and we we just didn't think about it, right? But when it comes to um, YouTube videos and when it comes to performance max, GDN stuff, which is more proactive, where you're actually saying, okay, I have these assets, I want you to show them to the world. There, there, you do you you do have you know more ways to uh, you know fine tune your audience, obviously keeping it wide, but, you know, um, you know, for example, someone has, someone has a, someone has like, you know, a product that's geared for, I don't know, women, right. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, we could be talking about something that, that it's, it's a problem that only women can have, or it's a problem that only men can have. Right. So if I'm actually doing, you know, YouTube ads for that, yeah. So I'll, I'll only have it for that specific gender, right. Or a specific age, age category. Right. Um, okay. That makes a lot of sense. Or if you have a product, like how to get your doctor to stop barking, it would be right. Do you, do you hear? <laughs> no, it's all good. Yeah. What kind of dog do you have? Uh, an Australian shepherd. So, oh yes. They're insanely smart. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's the big debate in our family. Is he smart or not? I'm, I'm with you on that one. I'm, you know, of the opinion that he's extremely smart and we're, we're, we're just not smart enough to train him to do all those uh, silly tricks that you see all those great YouTube videos of Australian Shepherds yeah. doing, you know. Well, they got to be smart to dodge all those cow hooves and everything, man. They're, yeah, they're, <laughs> they're cool dogs. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks, yeah. thanks so, for breaking yeah, down so the performance next you... piece there, but yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, sure. No, because it's, it's, I'm sure people have seen the YouTube ads the, about people, you know, the different agencies that are running with that, Cosm and everything is doing things with there. Um, and yeah, it's one of those things like, man, like that looks intriguing. Um, but that makes a lot of sense now. So you're kind of letting the engine run. Yeah. And I like that too, right? You, you need to understand the different intentions of the different traffic sources, like exactly with a search yeah. versus display and the kind of what you're doing out there. It almost sounds like testing native at massive, like just very broadly, right? You're almost just testing native in a very broad environment from email to display to wherever else Google has property <laughs> wants to show everything. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And I think, you know, obviously, you know, we didn't, we didn't even talk about um, AI and, you know, I, I'm a newbie mm-hmm. to it like myself, but, but you just read in the news, like everything, how, how that that's just exploding and, and Google is feeling it and they're, you know, rapidly, rapidly, you know, trying to stay ahead of the curve there as well. So I, th- I think we'll see like a lot of, a lot of, a lot of good things from Google, Google, uh, you know, in the coming months. It makes sense. Yeah. No, it's like, I know people like I, I am very ignorant of Twitter, for example, but I know there's been some agencies being able to get some ridiculous campaigns going with Twitter ads because there is a big, direct that? To consu- is that in the direct to consumer in the e-com space? Yeah. The yeah. Um, oh, wow. And also in B2B for lead gen. Um, but that's been, because there's been so many people leaving Twitter and now Twitter's trying to, you know, figure out how to make money and stay profitable and all that. And they're going, well, so there's a big gap essentially on the space available for ads and the people still on Twitter. So there's mm-hmm. opportunity to be had. I think like you just said, there's going to be opportunities like that on Google. We've been seeing yeah. that with the rise of YouTube, like you mentioned with people leaving Facebook. Um, yeah. 
and ad buyers leaving Facebook. They've been moving to Google with to native with Taboola and Outbrain and things like that. So there's all these different places to kind of play in and kind of figure out to get some traction going. For sure. Yeah, that's an interesting point you said about Twitter in terms of the e-com space, because I've heard of people in the B2B space, like on the LinkedIn platform mm -hmm. and stuff that they've kind of made like kind of like a seamless transition to um, advertise on Twitter. I didn't think it would be uh, such a such a big play in, in, in the direct-to-consumer type of uh, business. But yeah, what you're saying makes a lot of sense, and that's a good point. Um, yeah. Another thing, I think, big... yeah oh, another thing I think was also like retail, retail media as well. Um, people are selling, not retail just media. Amazon, there are other channels and stuff as well, which I think also people are, you know, people with, let's say, let's say supplements and stuff, that people that are selling stuff. It's not just Amazon. There are other places where they could be getting their stuff listed mm -hmm. and selling and stuff like that. So, yeah, there's a big ocean out there. <laughs> that's one of those. Yeah, where where's the bandwidth and where to focus, right? And that's like when we started this off. I love though. It's like, what can you do to take care of your base, right? And so it's probably cleaning up, like you said, your email list, making sure that the things are going really well. That you can you've play the defense you need to play so you can go play more offense and get a lot better things happening as you go spend more money on paid media. So, cause yeah, if you're not taking care of the email journey on the lead sign up or the customer journey, you're going to be, you're gonna have a very leaky bucket as you pour, pour more into the top of it. So you can plug some yeah. of those holes and then spend more to make more. You'll be in a very good spot versus just trying to spend more. Exactly. Exactly. You got to make sure that bucket is, is, is uh, sturdy. It doesn't need to be the biggest bucket out there, right? It needs to be <laughs> the right size for you. Uh, yeah, it's all relative. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Awesome. Well, gosh, I know it's getting late for you there out there in uh, Israel, but I wanted to thank you for your time here. I, I think we've covered some really cool stuff here. That email hack for people, I really hope they listen to and take care. And then remind us of your site again, if people want to go find you. Yeah. So it's uh, shinemedia, S-H-Y-N, media.com. And you can find me there. You can find me. You can probably find me everywhere. Um, if, if, <laughs> if, if you search hard enough, I think I'm the only Schmuel Hirschberg. Uh, you know, you have a very um, unique name. Yeah, unique name. Mm -hmm. I actually have a nephew named uh, Schmuel Hirschberg. So if he's listening, as you know, I hope he doesn't give me flack for saying I'm the only <laughs> one. Uh, I definitely know one other one. You've taken up all the domain names he'll want, and yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Um, yeah, so you could you could, you could find me online. Uh, yeah, and thank you so much for having me, Thomas. This has really been a uh, it's it's been a pleasure for me. Uh, it's always always good to chat with you. Uh, yeah, and let's hope hopefully we'll see each other again soon. Yeah, here hopefully this year. Yeah, I know we're across the world from each other, but you know, likewise, you're a great guy. Always love chatting with you. Um, thanks for adding value. I think it's a, absolutely a big thing for our audience here. So thank you. Th something we focus on the top the sexy marketing stuff so much, which you obviously do, but it's that techie mess of things that marketers go, uh, I don't know about, <laughs> I just want something that works, um, that they don't take the time to invest in that can really sure. add up to some significant gains and really build that up. So I hope you all that are listening, head up Shmuel, um, and go check out his site, go find him on the direct response marketing partners group. If you're in there and on Facebook and chat with him, cause he's a wealth of knowledge, um, and really knows the stuff he's been in the space for, has seen, probably just about everything I imagine and knows his way around. So again, thank you so much for joining. Happy scaling everybody. If you're wherever you're watching this, you can give us a review, give us a like, give us a subscribe, whatever you want to do. We appreciate it. And thanks again. Happy scaling. Cheers.